So I'm saying don't copy and paste 30 hashtags. Yeah. So you, Instagram allows 30 for anyone that doesn't know. Um, I personally use around 27 to 29 only because if I go to 30 and I accidentally overcount, then I have to delete them, post it again. So, so the, the, this is the rhythm, ready? You get the piece of content, you put it on Instagram. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv, and I am your host. Today, I am joined by Josh Ordonez. How are you doing today, man? What's up, everyone? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me, Ram. Guys, for those of you who don't know, Josh is actually my first in-person podcast, so I'm very, very excited about that, and I'm really excited to share your story with everyone else and just drop some value for them. Sweet, dude. Um, yeah, here we are at VaynerMedia. Pleasure to be the first in person. Thanks for having me again. Mm-hmm. And so for the listeners that are not familiar with you, can you just give them a 60-second overview about who you are and what you do? Sure thing. Uh, my name is Josh Ordonez. I am 21 years old. Uh, I'm currently working with uh, Empathy Wines. is doing social media with them. Um, Empathy Wines is Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, direct-to-consumer wine brand. Um, and yeah, I've just been here all summer. I go back to school uh, this this Saturday. Um, I fly back to California. I graduate December, and uh, December uh, I have a meeting with Gary in LA, VaynerMedia LA, and I'll be coming back uh, doing the same thing, social media, and uh, working full time um, at that time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I want to kind of transition into your early life, and I want to give people kind of a story about how you got to where you are right now. So. When you were in middle school and high school, how was that time period looking like for you in terms of grades, in terms of what you were passionate about? Can you just take us back? Of course. So um, I wasn't really uh, the best student. I, um, so th- it's funny. They, they say like, oh, do good like your sophomore and junior year of high school because mm-hmm. those are like the two that matter. And so I was like, okay, bet. And so like my sophomore year, I got like a 3.8. But then I was like – that's it. Right. And then junior year, I was like, okay, I also have to try on this one. I was just slacking. And so, um, ended up kind of my counselor at the end of the like senior year of high school. Uh, she pulled me into the office one day and she's like, Hey, so, um, were you, do you want to go to community college or do you want to go to university? And I was just like, yo, I'd love to go to university. And she was like, great. Like, let me take a look at your grades. And she was like, Hmm, uh, you probably, you shouldn't even apply. Um, no schools are going to look at you. Like yeah. you should just go right into community college. And I was like, Oh, okay, sure. And so I, I went to community college. Um, and I failed every class besides business. And so I, I took that as an indicator to, okay, maybe I should just pursue business. And, um, from there I, I went into like various different business models, um, before, you know, I guess failing really and deciding to go back to college. But you said like middle school and stuff. Uh, I don't really remember much about middle school, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, high school, however, I was uh, known as the gum guy in the <laughs> sense of I sold gum to everyone. And it, it was like thinking back now, looking back, I like low key had my own business because like I started having like referrals. Like people would come up to me and be like, hey, are you Josh? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you have gum? You like, you sell gum? I'm like, I do. 
And so I would sell gum a uh, dollar for a pack of gum. Damn. And yeah, my mom would like buy them bulk. Supplier. <laughs> yeah, she was my supplier and uh, she just would buy gum. And instead of giving me money, she would buy me gum Excellent. and like I sell it. And that, that was my way of like getting money and earning mm-hmm. money. So um, I never bought the gum myself. She bought it. But um, I took that as like a learning lesson, which mm-hmm. was, you know, supply and demand, you know, no one yeah. else was selling gum. And uh, the, there's not even any gum machines in the school. So I was like the plug mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you first got started into your whole entrepreneurial journey, whether that be in middle school or high school, I know for me, it was Gary Vaynerchuk that really put me on to what it really meant to not go the traditional route. So was there anyone for you that had a similar impact? Yes. You said Gary, when did Gary impact you? Like me, it was like 15 or 14. Like I watched some of his videos probably in the explore page. And then I just saw that there was another way out and that it was actually possible. And then from there just kind of spiraled. What's funny is I actually, I remember coming home one day, like I think in middle school or like early high school. Um, and I, I come home and my dad is sitting down on the couch watching uh, someone yelling on the TV. And it's one of Gary's like keynotes like <laughs> on stage. And I was just like looking at him like, who is this guy? Like why? One, like he has a weird voice. And two, like, what is he doing? Like cussing at us? Like, who is this guy? Like, why is he cussing at us? And like, I really didn't like him at first. I was like, who is who is like the audacity of this guy? Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, like, I don't, I don't remember the exact transition, but eventually just like dug into his content and was like, damn, like he's, he's epic and he's, mm-hmm. he's amazing. Um, I don't remember who was an inspiration early on. Definitely though, I have like three, I'm not sure if I mentioned, I actually mentioned it on my last podcast with uh, hustle inspires hustle, Alex Quinn, shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the inspiration really came from Gary Vaynerchuk, Andy Frisella and Tom Bilyeu. Do you, do you yeah, know Tom Bilyeu is? Yeah. Yeah. And like primarily why those three is because each of them have like, they're like, I guess like there's like various ways to like get to success. Mm-hmm. Right. And like everyone deems success differently, but these three people have this one thing in common, which is chasing money is the wrong approach to business. Yeah. Right. So Gary, you know, he preaches it all the time, like F happiness or I mean, sorry, F money, chase happiness, mm-hmm. like chase fulfillment. Yeah. And then Andy Frisella went 10 years without making any money in his supplement superstores. He was living in the back of his, uh, you know, shop. And until he made the transition to like caring for the customers first, like that's when he started making bank. And then Tom Bilyeu, he started a huge tech company and had a bunch of money and equity for that company. And he hated his life. And so he, he decided to step away with nothing Mm-hmm. and um, walked away. And then that's when he started Quest, which is, was like a billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, you got very lucky because you went to college and then had a similar entrepreneurial type venture. So you kind of did both. Some people pick and choose. And this is something that I talk about with a lot of my guests. So when you were first getting started into doing your social media stuff, and I know you've done other people as well in terms of managing their accounts. So how was your community reacting in terms of your family your friends and and just the community as a whole sure so um i i honestly started with social media because of this um i was in my marketing class my marketing professor was talking about marketing and 
uh, after class, I was just like, hey, I was wondering if I could, um, like, we could just talk in your office real quick. I pretty much just wanted to get your opinion on, like, what uh, concentration of marketing I should get into. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we start talking about it. And then he pretty much just tells me, like, yeah, like right now, what I see up and coming is social media. Like, for example, my business is my marketing professor. My business, I don't know any how to do any social media. And I was like, yo, like I could probably do like a better job than you. Like I, I, like I do social media every day. Like I could probably do it. And then he's like, perfect, let's do it. And so that was like the first time that I was like honed in on like doing social media for someone. So I created like a whole social media audit, a whole social media plan for him. Um, gave it all to him. I would like be at his house. It was, it was really cool. Like, um, my marketing professor was like, in a sense, my first client, um, he never, I never really asked for any money because one, like I didn't really have any like skills that I could say, yeah. Hey, charge me for these exact skills. I did have skills, but like, it just wouldn't make sense. Like I'm, I'm up and coming. Like yeah. I don't need to be charging people like in that sense. Um, and then like from there, I eventually like just kept that interest and, um, that's when like I had like my first like actual like paid gig, which was with Alonzo uh, Ball and mm. his whole family. Um, and it's funny that that actually came about from my dad DMing uh, the announcer of Lonzo's Junior Basketball Association League. Damn. Yeah. So and then my dad um, learned from Gary's advice of uh, uh, networking on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So my dad does video production on the side and was like, yo, uh, we could do video for you. Um, we'll do it for free. Like we've done this in the past. And he was like, they were like, hell yeah. And then like, I was there and it was super cool. The director of business development of the league was like, Hey, your dad told me you study marketing. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And she's like, great. Like let's connect on social. And she's like, also, I like what you had on your Instagram story. Um, today, um, you should, we, we probably need something like that moving forward. And then from there, I, I was working for free for, for them for like a month. And then like come the first game day, they like gave me an extra phone to like have mm -hmm. the social. And um, yeah, I started just posting the content, getting stories and yeah, doing from there, from that day on, they, they offered me a job like that day, an internship. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that, that's pretty much like really like the launch of my like social media career. So from there, um, I learned a lot with them. And um, I eventually just fell in love with uh, social media marketing, social media management. And um, yeah, I guess that that's really like how I guess I, I eventually came with Gary was because I found something that I really liked. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I, I have uh, clients and uh, the track record pretty much mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So when you first got started, your dad basically used Gary's techniques to find you, your, your first client or your first kind of experience. Yeah. So your dad was actually supporting you. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with early on, because if their parents don't do, so like you said, side hustles and stuff like that, it's very, very hard for them to, to actually do what they want. And they're like, oh, go to college and do that stuff. So you were able to do both of them. And so was your dad, like, would you say like the most supportive and then your parents, like what happened to like any of your other relatives or friends? Did you have to cut any friends off? Like how yeah. is that impacting? So my dad, um, actually wasn't really doing it with the intention to like help me. It was more of like, he just like genuinely likes doing video production, like mm -hmm. green screen and like editing and all that, like professional, like not just like vlog camera, like yeah. 
of like actual cameras and stuff like they like set up and and um then for, he was just like yo i'm going like do you want to come and like give me a hand because like it's easy to just like hold the camera and like film for him um anyone can film uh, it's post-production that like you know yeah. but yeah and then that's from from there that's when they like offered me but you said like friends family truthfully my dad um actually is really hard to impress mm-hmm. and so even when i was working with lonzo when i was working with Kixodamus, like nothing really like he was like proud of me but like he never really showed it mm-hmm. and like same thing like i would i would always be like hey dad i got like good grades like i passed this final with an a and he'd be like great 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 like he'd be like cool but like he wouldn't <laughs> actually like give me any like anything that like tells me that damn he like actually is proud of me until i came here with gary and he was mm-hmm. like hey like and now I see something in you and um, I'm proud of you. Um, but like, I guess, yeah, friends. I mean, I, it's, it's been a, because of uh, social media, I've been traveling a lot. So with Lonzo, I was in like New York, L.A., Seattle, Chicago. So this was actually something I was just talking about with uh, the co-owner of Empathy Wines, John Troutman. Uh, he's at Trouty on Insta. Um, this is something we were talking about was yeah, like I just was like really eager and hungry and like really wanted it. Um, and so I kind of like used my summers as an opportunity to just work and like mm-hmm. to just learn more about social media and like hone my craft. And so like, I guess in that sense, something that was like sacrificed was like the like college summer years, like yeah. for the past couple summers. Um, but like, it's it's funny because like, being so focused on that like i don't even have really time to like see who's like being being fake or like see who's like been different since i've been like working so much Mm. really i think i think since i found something that i genuinely love i feel like the community like really supports it Mm. like when i was with lonzo like so many people were like viewing all my stuff and they were saying like yo this is so, so cool i even had a friend telling me like he would look forward to my snaps every day it was really like um is really like entertaining and then like coming here with gary um like i remember like the first day i came here like i had so many people like congratulating me and um just saying like that's so cool and like what are you doing like the, how did that happen mm-hmm. and um yeah i guess just saying true to like what is like right for me and like what is genuine for me honestly i think is the right move for any community you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the community just totally um reacted Positively. yeah and when you first got started and you were just doing all the social media stuff were those friends or at least some of them like hating on you and then they turned once they realized that you were actually legit or was it always constant support so, so one one thing comes in mind um there i had a friend um he was doing social media marketing as well he was doing it with uh local businesses mm. um and uh he was like posting on his instagram like yo just close the client i just got a new client um, and he, he took the route of like Ty Lopez SMMA, yeah. like the course. And so one day I was like, just, I, I guess it reflects back to like my hunger and like my ambition. I was like, dude, like I see this guy like closing clients, you know, I need to, so I pretty much hit him up and I was like, yo, like, let me get you lunch. Let me get you dinner. Um, and let me just pick your brain and like, see if like something I could do or like I could be a benefit or whatever. And so we pretty much were talking and he was like, yo, um, the end of the conversation ended up being like, Hey, um, he'll, he's going to give me access to the course. 
because he wants to help me out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so thankful because I, I know that course is like a thousand dollars. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you access. So, you, so like that could be my start, like take the course and then like take the actionable steps and like yeah. close clients and all that. Um, so I was like, perfect, like sweet. Like this is the first step. And um, I waited a week and I texted him again. Like, yo, um, I was like, yo, uh, have the login. Like just wondering like if you were going to send it to me mm-hmm. and he ghosted me. He completely just ghosted Damn. me. Uh, he never got back to me. And I was like, all right then. And I, I'm going to just do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you just learn as you go. And um, that's really like with, with any like really uh, business, you just mm-hmm. kind of trial and error. If it's right for you, it's right for you. It sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and going back to your dad supporting you when you finally got to Vayner, I want to talk, because I know you've told this to me before, but I want you to share the story of how you actually got the, the position here because I know it's not the traditional route that most people do it. Definitely and, not. And everyone that gets here has to do some extraordinary thing. It's not just a simple thing. You type, yeah. type, and just enter. So how did you, how did you uh, get here? Yeah, so definitely did not take the traditional route. Um, so first of all, Gary um, posted on his Instagram story one day saying, what's up, guys? This is, I'm here with the Empathy Wines team. Boom, captioned his email. Boom, captioned the other, um, Nate's email, and then John's email, the two co-owners. So it's Gary, Nate, and John. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're looking to expand our team, shoot your resume to these emails, right? At that time, I was working with Kickstarter Domus, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't really like give it any thought. I was kind of just like, uh, whatever. So I didn't send an email. I didn't send a re- resume. Uh, I just let it pass. And um, eventually, I, uh, Gary went live on Instagram, and he did like an Empathy Wines live stream where he pretty much just calls people that um, buy yeah. wine. And I was like watching the live stream, and I was like, this is re- one is really entertaining. And two, this, this seems like a project that means a lot to Gary, especially since he started with wine. So I was like, damn, maybe I should, uh, you know, do something. And so during the live stream, he just mentions like, oh yeah, my co-owner, Nate. And um, after the live stream, I just go to Gary's following. I type in Nate. Um, I find Nate, co-owner of Empathy Wines. And so there you go. Like I had an opportunity. I just slid into DMs. Um, I was like, yo, I saw you guys were posting like prior that you're expanding the team. Like if social media is something you need to do, like we could talk about it. Um, and uh, otherwise like we could potentially do like a Kickstarter Domus, like, um, like Empathy Wines art shoes, like on shoes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he was just like, yo, shoot me an email, shot him an email, sent him a follow-up DM. And he was like, eventually he was just like, yo, call me. Um, because what ended up happening, and this is something that is strategic. Um, so I sent him a DM. He said, yeah, shoot me an email, shot him an email, didn't respond to the email. So I sent him a follow-up DM. He left me on red. And so I was like, damn, like maybe, you know, things change or whatever. Um, but people are busy. And so I was like, instead of just like spamming this guy's, um, inbox, I ended up having a social media campaign with the Utah Jazz and Kickstradamus during that time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I posted this campaign on my story and I tagged Nate in it, but hit it. So only Nate and I could see. Mm-hmm. So it pretty much just goes in his inbox saying, um, Josh Ardonez tagged you in a post or in a story, he mentioned you in a story. And um, I mentioned him and I said, yo, Nate, 
I just tagging you in this to show like my recent campaign with the jazz and Kickstarter And then after he saw that, he said, call me and get shot me his number. And so I was like literally in class. I stepped out of class because this is way more important in my opinion. And I called him and he was like, Hey, uh, this is a job. Like this is the time we need you. Um, when can you come out? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> and um, I ended up moving to New York within like two weeks notice or something like that. Wow. And like, I literally left the week of finals week for my last semester. Yeah. And like, I arranged it perfectly that like I could do my finals online or I could do it ahead of time. Um, yeah, I just grinded. Like I didn't want to like finish the whole semester. <laughs> there was like a week or two weeks left of the semester. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just like, yo, like I want to get here. And yeah. So within like two weeks, he was like, find a place to live in New York and come on down. Mm-hmm. and boom, I made it happen. Mm-hmm. And obviously this environment, we, we kind of toured the office a little earlier and the environment, not only the people, but the office itself is just a very inspiring environment. So relative to some of the other places that you've worked at or been at, what what do you think the environment at VaynerMedia has had an impact on one right. your success? So coming here, I no longer like resonate with like really anyone saying like, Oh, got to escape the nine to five or I got to escape the rat race or whatever. Mm-hmm. Literally dude being here at VaynerMedia and like getting in the position of like, like long-term like careers, like there's jobs and then there's careers right mm-hmm. here is careers. Like there might be a couple jobs like here and there, but like it's career. So the difference here is like, it's almost like, it's almost like a business that you're running and mm-hmm. like your job is your business because one, I could work from home every day of the week if I want to. I actually am going to go back to California and yeah. literally if I, I mean, they're, they're not going to say, Hey, are you in an office? They're going to say, get the shit done. done. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I love, so when I was working with Kickstarter, I literally did this all the time. I'd wake up, pull out my phone in bed and just start working. And I'm going to do the same thing with empathy and get, get the shit done. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because like the interface on the phone is just like so much easier, in my opinion, for social media platforms. Yeah. But um, I'm so sorry. What was your question? So we were talking <laughs> the about the environment. Got it, got it. Yeah. So yeah, here, when I first came here, bro, I was like, hey, um, I'm going on my lunch. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And like after a week, I was like, oh, oh, like no one's letting anyone know that they're going on lunch. You just go on your lunch and like you can go however long you want. And like people leave early, like whenever they want. Because they're getting their shit done yeah. and they're, they're hustling, they're grinding. And I think it's almost reverse psychology because when you have a boss like hounding on you, like, Hey, what are you doing? Get it done. Um, micromanaging you. It like kind of like just psychologically. Yeah. At least for me, like I like suck at like having a job prior to like this, like a job mm-hmm. versus career. Like I was saying, like all my jobs, like I just, I would always come in like, I don't know, a minute late. And it would like throw everyone off or like I would take a, uh, like a 18 minute break instead of a 15 minute break. And then like that throws off the next person's break or like I would take a 35 minute lunch and then that throws off the whole next guy's minute lunch, whatever. And like removing the whole micromanaging factor here and like, it's just been incredible. And like, yeah, it, it's all on you now. Cause now do you want to crush it? Do you want to be here? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to, you know, have, be a value? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that the environment here is just amazing. And, uh, you know, we have like wine Wednesday, every Wednesday. Yes. Um, it's pretty dope. Uh, yeah. 
And then I know you talk a lot about also when, when you first got started and I'm like, oh, how's the internship at Gary's office? You're like, it's not an internship. It's a freelance. So technically you are kind of doing your own thing while still yeah. being here. So, so I am currently a independent contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, so technically like they're a client of mine. Um, but what the client requires is, you know, nine to six in the office. But like I said, I could be at home whenever I want, but do I want to be at home when you're, when you have been yeah, media? Exactly. Not really. Like this is, it's like such an awesome working environment. Um, and yeah, so right now, you know, for the past, um, for the past like year, it's just been social media and like my own thing doing like servicing different clients. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have absolutely no problem taking a full-time job. Um, I think there's just like, I think the cadence and like, philosophy around like having a job is so broken mm-hmm. um in the entrepreneurial space because um people are like oh i never work for anyone but like those people are for like hey what about like working your way up to like working at with gary mm-hmm. and obviously like oh yeah i'd love to do that um so yeah i feel like it just depends on who you work for and the type of environment yeah. and, and those people saying that haven't had like a career job or like for the most part, I feel like they haven't, they're just like, you know, kids or like mm-hmm. still in college or whatever. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only the, the physical environment, but also the people here and their drive and their, I've talked to some of them that they're pretty nice and they're inspiring as well. So yeah. have, how have they impacted you? Like specifically the people and what kind of relationships have you made with people? Yeah. Um, I, for sure just like the co the, really the co-owners here of empathy wines have like made the most impact in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing them and reflecting on them. And then also being around Gary is like crazy <laughs> because I see how hard this dude's working. And then like, I use that as an opportunity to audit how hard I'm working. So this dude, Gary, right. If he's not doing anything, he's on his phone on social media, like talking to talking to all these people that comment, tweeting at people, replying to DMS, all that. And like, he literally like is doing that at all times. Like he's either working in a meeting, doing something or on social media. Mm. And like, he's in like never off the clock. He's just grinding. And then, yeah, like team Gary's awesome. Um, people here are dope. Like it's, it's almost like a family. Like I could go up to like m- mostly anyone here and like give him a hug and like nothing, <laughs> nothing like wrong about that at mm. all. Yeah. That's, that's really insane how you've been able to, in such a short time kind of put yourself into that ecosystem and now obviously they all know you and you guys have a, that uh, video game set up and that's just great even more for the environment in terms of bonding our twitch studio yeah yeah, yeah. the twitch studio I, that was where we sat last time we were here um but i, I want to kind of transition into the actionable value for people because i know we talked a lot about your story and the environment but i want to talk about the actual work that you do so let's just say uh, I'm listening to this podcast and you, you inspire me. Like, I'm like, wow, I love social media. I want to do this. I want to be Josh. I want to work at Vayner. I want to do all this stuff. <laughs> so can you give people like an inside scoop on what the job actually takes on a day-to-day basis? Cause I know a lot of people interpret social media as, Oh, it's just posting. It's just so easy. So yeah. Can you just clarify that? Sure. So when you're up and coming with social media, um, definitely nothing wrong with doing free work mm-hmm. um you know I, I worked for free with lonzo for like a month prior to that i was working for free for my marketing professor like and so that like day to day right i get here i pull out my phone 
And I really, I kind of have like this rhythm. The first thing I do is DMs. Why? Because um, people mention you and those mentions are only like live for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So it looks best on the brand if you get to, you know, right see away. it, thank them, or possibly repost on story. So that that's what I do for the first like two hours probably, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, and then from there, in the middle of that, really, like Gary tweets, Gary will post an Instagram post, and me as Empathy Wines, I go in there and try to say something relevant um, when we can and when it uh, reflects on the brand. And um, posting, we have the content ready uh, 24 hours in advance. Um, we have the copy ready 24 hours in advance. Um, so we're not like struggling and like squirming, like, oh, what are we going to post? Um, we try our best to, you know, have a schedule. We post twice a day. Um, definitely for any client, you need to post once a day for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, at least. Um, so yeah, posting. And then during the posting hashtags, right? The hashtags, um, you want to use a, like a mixture of mainstream hashtags, large hashtags, you know, semi mainstream hashtags and like real mm -hmm. niche hashtags as well as any hashtags um, for your brand. So for us, we use hashtag empathy, hashtag empathy wines, um, hashtag occasionally it's been, we have two, we have empathy wines and cheers to empathy. I occasionally use cheers to empathy. It's probably like 50, 50 if you were to check. Mm -hmm. Um, but also hashtag Gary V and hashtag Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm -hmm. So those four hashtags will be in every single post more on hashtags. Don't ever, 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 ever copy and paste your hashtags whoops <laughs> yeah so do you have so you copy and paste your hashtags yeah i have like a, a keyboard shortcut and i just paste it in and then that's... you paste all 30 so well, you, you know 30 right yeah but i don't okay. use all 30 because some like i read like from a few people that if you do like 30 and then you just keep repeating the same ones and they see it yeah. as like spam as so, so i'm saying don't copy and paste 30 hashtags yeah so you instagram allows 30 for anyone that doesn't know um I personally use around 27 to 29 only because if I go to 30 and I accidentally overcount and I have to delete them, post it again. So, so the, the, this is the rhythm, ready? You get the piece of content, you put it on Instagram, mm -hmm. right? Through Instagram, you turn on the Facebook. You do not turn on Twitter. Do not post on Twitter through Instagram. Oh, I, do you I do, do that, that too? I do that too, yeah. yeah. Do not because... If you post on Twitter a, a photo uh, from your Instagram um, platform, mm -hmm. it posts that content as a link of Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Or, so it depends. Like sometimes if I see it on the computer, it shows a little bit. It gives like a little preview, but yeah. sometimes it... No, no, no. You want the whole yeah, photo. Yeah, of course. You want a link to Instagram. People, some, not everyone has Instagram. That's true. Not everyone on Twitter has Instagram. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So you're holding... Yeah. You, write, you have the copy right there. You turn on Facebook. So... Um, it's, it'll just post right to Facebook. Um, you put the location, you put any relevant tags, always put a location. Um, people check geographic discovery, always tag whenever you can. Um, and also photo creds, like as a brand, since we're empathy wines, mm -hmm. we actually, yeah, the other day we had a post. Um, so I, I split the content now with my uh, creative director. We just picked up a creative director and he's doing a lot of branding and he's doing a lot of, uh, social content. Um, so we split it together now and, um, we had this post ready to, to use. So there's this also this platform called Airtable. Have you heard of it? I think I've, it sounds familiar, but I'm not okay. sure. So Airtable is just a scheduling, um, platform. 
uh, it's kind of like this like really like uh, user-friendly Excel sheet basically that you just put your content, you put the copy, you put what time you want to post it, you put mm -hmm. um, uh, like what's like we, you, we also used to put like what strategy, like what marketing strategy are we using? Um, the marketing strategy is like Gary Vaynerchuk content or like brand diversification or um, brand news, like new wine or new lit, mm -hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. This, so again, the app is called Airtable. Um, it's pretty much like a planner. You just, you grab the content from there, boom, you put it in. You grab the uh, copy from there, boom, you put it in. So hashtags, yeah, you want to split it up. Some mainstream, some semi-mainstream, and some real niche. Like real niche for us, we'll give you an example. Today, real niche, we used wine by the pool. <laughs> hashtag wine by the pool. Wow. That hashtag has 1,000 posts. And so pretty much we're just going to dominate that hashtag. Yeah. And from there, if, if you get on the top, um, and when your post goes live, when you get on the top, uh, cause there's top and recent yeah, for Instagram, yeah. if you get on top for the lower hashtags, it helps you get on top for the higher hashtags. It's like trickle effect. Mm -hmm. So you want to aim for the lower ones. Well, it's why, that's why I use all, all that whole spectrum. I just told you. Mm -hmm. So you have the copy, you have the hashtag, you put the hashtags right underneath and then you, um, cut all the hashtags. Um, so when you post it, the first comment is the hashtags. Yeah. Um, I personally don't do like the space, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then put the hashtag only because, um, when people hit more on a post, um, that tells Instagram that, um, this post is good content because people are looking at it. They're taking the time to hit more. They're reading the caption. But if you hit more and it's just like a ton of hashtags, it's like, oh, just, that's it. Like I'm, I'm already done with this post. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like spammy looking to me. And it doesn't look like the greatest. So it's like the post just has the hat, the, the post just has the caption. And then the second it goes up, you want to put the hashtags. Like the second. Like, so that's what I'm saying. You already need the hashtags. Like all this is already at one point. Like at one, one second. Or I mean at one sitting, you know? Don't like post it. Oh, okay, I'm going to go do that. And then get the hashtags. Mm -hmm. Because... Say you post the say you post a photo, and people comment, right? People comment, 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 and you haven't put the hashtags yet, and you're like, oh, time for me to put the hashtags. Um, you put the hashtags, all those people above you are gonna say, empathy wines just commented hashtag 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 hashtag, and it's just like you just want to avoid that. You know, there's nothing like directly wrong with that, but like I don't I don't really want to get a, a notification on my phone saying yeah. someone commented hashtags. Um, so yeah. Uh, day to day. Yeah. So that's content. Um, also I do like sales and essentially I, um, find new leads on social by pretty much anyone who we have various funnels. So mm -hmm. one of them we just did was, um, Gary posts, or we, we got this photo of Gary and it's like him kind of like asking a question and we put a Instagram story and we asked a poll. Have you tried our wines yet? Yes or no? And a bunch of people said yes. And 235 people said no. So now I have 235 leads of people who haven't tried our wine. They're interested. Who are interested. So boom. From there, um, you could literally go in and send the story to them. 
um, because it, it gives a feature that says you could basically from the Instagram poll story, you swipe up, see all the people that said no, all the people that said no, you could send the story to and say whatever you want to them. Mm -hmm. So, Hey, have you tried our wine? Have you tried our wine? Like I saw you said no. And, um, a lot of them are like, Oh, I live in India. So like, we don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but like the qualified leads does like a funnel. And then, yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of sales on social. Um, there's various ways to find leads on social media. Like another example I use is, um, starting to implement is, um, people who comment on Gary's posts. One, they like Gary enough to comment on their post. Mm. But two, double is what if the post is wine related? Yeah. Right. That gives, that gives us a more qualified lead. So they're commenting something about wine and they're, they like Gary, they're already a fan. So you could literally comment back to them. And another thing why like being in this ethos is awesome is because Gary has like that jab, 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 right hook mentality. Mm -hmm. So that's something we implement into our sales strategy too is jab, 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 right hook. We're not going to on the comments be like, buy our wine, period. <laughs> Like, nah, you got to like ask them like what type of wine you like or like just ask if they had their wine. Um, luckily, like Gary, since we're associated with Gary, he's done a lot of jabs in the long scheme of things yeah. of like the content he's put out, the inspiration he's done, the lives he's changed. So like people are more, um, you know, honed into like buy our wine. Um, either dude, there's so many actionable steps. Like my day to day, like there, I literally, if I absolutely wanted to, I could work non-stop like there's not much work to be done for dude there's endless on social media there's endless work to be done um another example i use for twitter i use uh this platform called tweet deck so have you heard of tweet deck uh i don't think so okay so tweet deck it is a platform that you see streams of tweets so i see every tweet that's that goes out on twitter.com that has the word wine in it and that boom, like literally, it's literally like, like endless. Wow. And then I could go scroll. I could talk to all these people. Like that is how Gary blew up in the first place was because he, at that time, tweet that tweet deck didn't exist. He just went on search wine and talked to everyone that talked about wine. Mm. So essentially I could do that till the, till the end of time, yeah. you know, and I could hire people or whatever. Like you could hire people, you have your agency, whatever mm. you could hire VAs, you could hire you know, people that want to work, people who want an internship, that is all day. That's something that reflects on a brand, right? Every social media platform is different or every social media client is different. Like I wasn't, I wasn't doing tweet deck with Kickstarter only cause like we were just so focused on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and then with tweet deck, I have every, every tweet that someone tweets about wine, every tweet that someone tweets about food and wine, even more specific, every tweet that someone tweets about, um, empathy wine because there's people who say i love empathy wine but they won't tag us and they and they won't say so we have empathy wine and empathy wines because some people say both and some people don't even know we have twitter because otherwise maybe they would have tagged us and that's our opportunity to yeah. go in there hey we do have twitter and boom they follow us um yeah what's another one like literally dude it's twitter i mean facebook oh yeah i Another thing, um, responding to every comment, um, as a brand, especially, mm -hmm. uh, responding to every comment, um, uh, as much as you can, as much as I can really. Um, uh, because if you, if you comment on something, 
and no one responds like you're just talking to no one yeah like as a brand as a as a personal brand if someone's talking to you like you that's like you that's like me talking to you and you not saying anything back walking away (laughs) so yeah that's another thing huge thing replying to every comments that's replying to every tweet replying to every Mm -hmm. facebook comment honestly our facebook like doesn't get the greatest engagement comment wise gets good likes like decent likes but like our comments are whack Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um sheesh uh i also have like weekly uh team meetings with team gary v mm-hmm. and some people from 137 uh we just discuss uh media property our media property accounts so we have like a bunch of accounts that we uh have under the vayner yeah. spectrum and we just talk about trends we talk about um, opportunities we talk about um you know just we just literally just talk about social media Mm-hmm. and see where we can grow or see what opportunities we get attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of all of the social media, I know you kind of went into depth in each of the platforms. What do you think? I know Gary talks about this a lot, but what do you think is going to be the impact on the rise of TikTok on something like Empathy Wines and a project? Like dude, that? TikTok is awesome. It's so funny, dude. Actually, yeah, I know. Literally la- last night, I was like, I've been going through TikTok feed trying to see what the algorithm is of like, what is it sending me? Cause like, you know, how it has the a following you, yeah. and for you, yeah. I'm like, what is it sending me? What is it sending me? Why is it sending me this? Because that's like the essential to Instagram, like explore. Yeah. Because the explore is all like uh, tailored towards what it thinks you like. Yeah. And then I'm, so I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching TikToks and I'm like, this is hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and then like an hour passed by and I was like, Oh damn. Uh, I was like, it really reminds me of Vine. I was just going to say that. I was yeah. telling my friends yesterday, it's literally like Vine 2.0. It's yeah. a shame that they got rid of that one, though. That was a, yeah, that was I mean, t- I think TikTok's better. Whoa. Eh, TikTok, we'll I mean, the thing about Vine, though, was that it was like six or seven seconds. So, like, they had to get, like, right to the punchline. But for yeah. TikTok, it's a little bit like 45 seconds. Yeah, is the max I, I think they're still bite-sizable, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah Especially because yeah. you could see how long it is. At yeah. the bottom, you, you see the, the time. Um, it's so funny, dude. The person that sat next to me today she's actually like tiktok famous yeah she has like 80k on uh, tiktok and i was like holy crap like and then i don't know how long she's been doing but she's been grinding she does like a tiktok a day wow which is like pretty good yeah um so yeah i mean the platform's there um it's so what i i don't i don't have any insight on what empathy wines could do specifically but i do have insight on what gary vanerchuk's doing and oh, what team Gary Bates every single day? I keep getting the notifications. His TikToks, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gary and the team is essentially going on TikTok, seeing what what trends. Literally, like if you could go to a post with uh, whatever, like millions of likes, you could see all the re- all the um, like I, I don't know duets, the collabs, yeah, yeah, or, or like um, have you seen the TikTok where like that, that guy's like. Um, like I've been working on this outfit for a while and my stepmom Karen hates it. And he's like, respect the drip, Karen. Have you seen that video? I, I think I've like heard like the sound from it though, not yeah. like that. So the sound, the sounds, pretty much. You could source of like what where did this come from? And then like you could see all the videos of like of the remakes of mm-hmm. people use with the sound. And so like that's so much analytics and data that you could just replicate it. Like you could just use your own. So we do like our own version of Gary. Did you see the one where he was like you you like the concept the tiktok concept is like um 
how to be an entrepreneur. Oh yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, and then like and he's like biting his wiki pen. how, and he's yeah, and he's like I walk around like that. Yeah, I, like, I love when like the days it's the funniest. Yeah, thing. like that's what Gary's doing. Gary's not going on there and saying what's up. Well, he does. He does that too. But yeah, so it's literally it's just seeing what's working right now and then adding our brand to it. Add mm-hmm. it and that probably just works throughout everything really mm-hmm. for now. Like yeah. that insight. But then besides that, like I think the ones that really pop off are like the original um concepts like when they point and stuff you know those yeah like, like point to words yeah and it's yeah like, and then also uh i like the one that's like uh that drake song playing and the, i just flip the switch oh, yeah, switch yeah. and then like something changes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but yeah dude like that's that's like all the analytics and like but it's there i just told you the person next to me is tiktok famous like yeah it's and and from there that gives her a whole nother platform whole platform that that's she popped up on and now, like, she has a t- she has an audience, and like, yeah. it's just like, what what's the next move? Yeah. And something that I noticed is I actually try I tested it out. I posted something because you know Instagram engagement is like dying by the day. It's insane, like how they just show it to less and less people because they want you to pay to play, basically. So I posted the same thing on TikTok and on Instagram, and TikTok got more views. And I only have five followers on TikTok. Got like three hundred views. Jeez. So I was like because how many you have five followers? I, have five, I literally started like a week ago i have five followers and it got like hundreds of views and i was like how does that work and then i'm like wow yeah. like i should invest a lot of my time in that because i know gary talked about in one of his recent videos he was like get started on tiktok you don't have to do anything different just do what you're doing on facebook and youtube and instagram but just do the same thing so just like repurposing obviously he re- repurposes a lot of his content so that's what he's yeah. suggesting when you're first getting and started. seeing what works on that platform yeah yeah, because there's a different, of course, it's like a different layout as well. Because if you're thinking about for Instagram, you can't, except for IGTV, you can't go as wide as the TikTok videos because the TikTok, it takes up the whole screen when you're, when you're recording. Yeah, it's like an Instagram story. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely something to keep in mind. So, oh, no, it takes up more than Instagram story, huh? It, TikTok takes up more space it, than I think the, it's Instagram the same story? thing as IGTV. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like a full screen, okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's definitely something to keep in mind. Um, as well, when, when you're getting started this, just what I was trying to do is I was trying to figure out a a size that works for all platforms. So it's like long enough for TikTok, but like short enough to fit on like Facebook and Instagram. So that's what I was experimenting with. I mean, yeah, you just crop it if anything. Yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely something that I think a lot of people like Gary talks about, they think it's just for little kids and mostly they're just 14 year olds, like asking for guys to date them. Those videos, it's very, very cringy. But yeah. yeah, but there's a whole different side of it that people really need to get into. And that's why I'm, I'm telling people to get into it as fast as they can. Just make an account, just start posting whatever you want. It doesn't have to be so strict, but yeah. like put your name on the platform. Yeah, that's definitely something crucial. But um, I want to actually talk about your personal plans. I know, obviously, you, you're going to have a meeting with Gary after your college, but where do you see yourself in around like five years? Do you still see yourself here? Do you see yourself starting like your own like official agency somewhere else and having employees that way? Or like, what do you see for yourself in terms of future? Sure. So um, as of right now, I have my next year planned out Mm -hmm. essentially, and it could change, Um, but I will be here next year. I'll be here. Media, either New York City or LA and I will have a side hustle and that side hustle will be 
along the lines of social media, whether that is um, literally just putting out content, like educating, like everything I just told you about social media, like, like those, those platforms, I could make like individual videos teaching all that. Um, so I think that's something I've been leaning towards is becoming a um, market thought leader in like social media. Um, I generally like I'm in the trenches, like I'm in it every day and I love it. So I should see if I could like have the potential to like yeah. teach it. And I've actually been like filming myself since like January of this year. Um, I've just never put it out there. And um, so we'll see. I, I just for sure, I'll be working Monday through Friday with VaynerMedia, Gary. And um, yeah, I'll have a side hustle, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah. So that's either that, be, you know, building a personal brand around that. Um, and then like from there, like there's other ways to monetize it. Mm-hmm. So I could do, yeah, like social media consulting. I could do, uh, yeah, pick on more clients. Like w- when I came here, Empathy, the first day I was here, they took me uh, to like get, get some bomb pizzas, like $8 a slice. So good. Damn. Yeah. Um, and they were like, hey, like we know that you're, you're, you're kind of entrepreneurial and like, like it's like my social media clients. Right. Yeah. And they're like, when you, if, if you're here and you want more clients, like that's all you like, you should do it. Like do it, like go for it. Like we're all for it. Like whatever really mm-hmm. they, they want you to achieve. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. I want to focus because like, say I were to get a second client. Right. And like, and I was doing empathy too. I might've like been half pregnant and it might've been too to much Anthony as well. He, he started doing his own yeah. stuff and then he's like, man, I'm making more and I'm doing a lot more with my own stuff. And then yeah. he decided it wasn't right. Yeah. So I, I was like, yo, like I want, I, I want to give this my all and I want to, you know, crush it. And I actually just got my footage of my meeting with Gary. I could show you afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he says in there like, yo, like you crushed it. And like, I deserve full time. So I'm really happy about that. So I'll, I'll literally just be working here. Um, and if not working here, working somewhere, doing social media, like that's literally all I do. That's all I love. And as of now, and so yeah, personal brand, you know, agency, social media consulting, um, you know, various opportunities could come to monetize through the realm of like social media marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have thought about like, what if I just like find someone that's like already has a personal brand within like social media marketing? And like, what if I just like, we start an agency together and like, we're both the faces of it. Because if you think about it, like Gary, when he, when Gary started VaynerMedia, it was like him and his brother. Right. And they started in a conference room like this, literally, this was VaynerMedia, all of it, the whole thing, the whole, probably less. (laughs) Um, And they, they just built it. They scaled it. And at that time, I don't know how like popular Gary was, um, I think he already broke into like mainstream media. Like he's, he's been on like the news and yeah. like, he's been on uh, like Jimmy Fallon, I believe talking about wine and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when he got into marketing. So yeah, pretty much. I um, don't have an answer for five years. I have an answer for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say I, that whatever that side hustle is, I have to love it. And I, I I've gotten to a point where I know that it's only going to work out for me if I love it. Mm-hmm. And reason why is because I've done literally like five other business models for the sole purpose of money Money, and none of them worked out, dude. I did. Have I told you all of them? Nope. I'll share with you right now. I've done freaking like, like I think the first one was like life insurance. (laughs) Yeah. And then like trying to get like series 66 to like be uh, like a financial uh, (laughs) advisor. 
I've done like Forex. I've done drop shipping. I never did drop shipping. Oh. I did Amazon FBA. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I feel like yeah, like network marketing. Ugh. Affiliate marketing. I've done. I haven't done affiliate marketing. Yeah, like those five. And uh, I literally, I thought all of them were like the one. I was like, dude, I'm gonna be a life insurance guy. <laughs> And, uh, and then, like, I'm in there. I'm in the trenches, and I'm learning it. And I'm like, this is so boring. Holy crap. And the same thing with Forex. I was like, I'm going to make so much money on my laptop, on my phone, just trading, uh, becoming a, a Forex trader. And I'm in the trenches. I'm learning it. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, w- why do I want to look at a chart all day and, like, lose money and, like, lo- potentially lose all my money? Hated it. And, yeah. like, everything, like, didn't really stick and i feel like social media stuck with me because yeah one it was aligned with like what i'm studying marketing mm-hmm. it's also aligned with you know my strengths and i also just felt like i made the transition of like damn i really love being in social media mm-hmm. and ha- have you considered this is something that i always like talk to people about because this is what i'm passionate about have you ever considered creating your own podcast or something similar like that because i know you talked about how you wanted to find an influencer and then kind of work it back to do that. And that's something that I actually did with one of my first kind of mentors. His name is Apple Crater. He's a, another top 100 business podcaster. And so I, I just kept asking him questions and, and became very, very hungry for, for answers. And he eventually just gave me answers for, for free, usually charges a course. And then we ended up becoming business partners. So I kind of started off by like being a mentor, like, by being mentored and just DMing him occasionally. And then I just built that up. So I was kind of working with someone that was already established in the podcasting world. And then I took myself and now I'm the face of the brand as well for, for our company. Wow. Yeah, dude. Uh, I honestly, yeah, maybe I might want to start a podcast. I actually have like had thoughts about like just having podcasts of like people like, and just interview and just talk about social media, like what, what we see coming up, yeah. what, what's working for them, what's, you know, what they've noticed changes, um, any tactics of like upcoming, like how did they like get to their point of yeah. following? Um, that's something I have thought about and you never know. Yeah, maybe I uh, honestly, that sounds kind of fun. And like, yeah, honestly, because of like the passion I see in you of like how you, I remember that uh, oh, on the yeah. rooftop, the rooftop. We, were, we were on a rooftop. This kid was, just going ham on like how <laughs> hard he loves this podcast stuff and like the benefit he sees in it. And it totally just reflected on all of us. Mm. And um, you should share that one day, dude. Like, yeah, I got to start doing more uh, like personal, like, yeah, like, like a couple solo like, episodes. Yeah. One yeah. every 10 or something. Yeah, yeah. That's something that I was considering, but yeah, by the way, if you ever do start it up, you know where, where to find me. I got, I'll set you up. I'll put you everything. It, you let it, right? And yeah, uh, that as well. And you know, if, if you even want, I could be the first guest teaching people how to podcast. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, want that as well. Cause I'm also going to be guessing. It's funny cause I actually have been helping people a lot. Like all of my friends for free, like absolutely for free. And then I, they just, I get them to, to host me on a podcast and then like I have a fun experience with them and then more people find out about me and then I can wow. actually start charging for it. But Holy crap, that's brilliant. But I'm just doing it because I, I love to do it. Like you can tell, especially on the rooftop and even right now. Yeah. I It's just like it. And to be honest, I don't really listen to that many podcasts, but it's just like the vision that I have, of like the future of voice, as well as the opportunities that each episode gives you. Like, for example, look where we are. 
we're at Vayner Media. Like that, that would not happen unless I didn't network the right way and provide value for free and just be passionate about this stuff. Right, right. This stuff doesn't come naturally like that. So yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I think a lot of people should get into. And I know I've mentioned it on another episode, but I went to a real estate wealth expo a few weeks ago and uh, Mark Zuckerberg's sister was there and she was talking about like how podcasting is the future. So maybe she has some inside knowledge, but if she says Mark that Zuckerberg's sister. Yeah. Okay. So if she says that and she's like so confident, then maybe she's, she knows some stuff that we don't. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, yes, like I'm already taking advantage of yeah. this. And when it does become oversaturated, I'll already have like, for example, if, if uh, I, I might have a, a scheduled meeting with David Meltzer, right? So if, if I, uh, if I get him now and then podcasting becomes saturated in like six months to a year, David Meltzer's not going to want to go on everyone's podcast anymore. But for me, because there's not that many podcasters basically at all, especially for business, it's not such an oversaturated thing yet. So I have those names under my belt. Like, for example, I've said, oh, I've recorded a podcast at VaynerMedia. Now I have that under my belt, right? Now, if 20 other people come up to you and you're like, oh, can I record a podcast with you? You're not going to do it. You don't have time and you just don't care enough to do all those 20. So having those names under my belt before it gets too crazy is why I think like the first mover advantage, like what he was talking about with TikTok is why I think it's just so important to, to get into it now. So yeah. if you do ever need any kind of help with it getting started, I always help people basically for free. I don't have like a course or anything, but that's really smart. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of my methodology. And it's, it's not even for the money. Like the, the money doesn't come from the podcast. It comes from like the, the editing agency that I do. So like, and, and people are asking me like, what's the plan with podcasting? Like, what's the goal? Like, do you want to make money for it? And I'm like, I'm going to do this like forever because whether I have a nine to five, whether I have uh, my own business making a million dollars, this is just something that is just a like a funnel. It's like a foundation and you don't need like, you don't need anything else to, to really do a podcast. It's not like, Oh, you can only talk about like art or business. You can talk about anything. And the cool thing that I, that I came up with, I don't know how, when I first got started is that I called it the spreading success podcast, not like business or not money. And I realized like halfway through, I'm like, Oh wait, success is like in everything. So now I can interview like anyone I want because it's under that general name, obviously mostly like entrepreneurship and business, but it just opens my doors. And one of the things that I thought that was really, really cool was I was, I, when I first got my, my credit card, I was looking at all the best student cards and whatever. And it was this guy called the credit ship. And I don't know if you know him, he's like, got like a hundred, whatever K on, on YouTube. What's that? It's at the credit ship. S H I F U. And so what happened was I saw those videos like a year ago and I was like, wow, like, okay, he helped me get my credit card. And then like a few, I think a, m a month ago around, uh, my, my friend like knows him and I found out that he had him on his podcast and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get him on my podcast. So he, he connected and it's cool. Just like going on YouTube being, Oh, like this person's cool. I want to talk to him. Yeah. It's like building now I could building talk. relationship, building friendships, network. It's, it's like talking to whoever you want, whenever you want. It's like, Oh, I want to talk to him. Here's an excuse to come on my podcast. And then that's how it works. So yep. definitely something to look into. Um, and in terms of content, I know you obviously make content and, and you consume a lot of Gary's content, but is there anyone else in specific maybe on Instagram or podcast that you're consuming at the moment that's success or is it just as a hobby? Was there any specific uh, group of people? I literally listen to 
Gary, <laughs> Andy Frisella, and Tom Bilyeu. Still, I, they haven't changed your top three? No, and yeah. So I actually, I've learned that I need to limit who I listen to. Yeah. Because some, a lot of people drag you in their direction and not not all of them resonate with what I like think is right or what mm. I believe in. Um, so in that sense, I literally, there has to be one. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I've just recently started following like John Henry style. Oh yeah, you know that is with one thirty-seven PM. Yeah, I just I thought he was cool. I recently started following him. I started following David Meltzer because I was like at his book signing, and then like I was like, "Yo, like David, nice to meet you. Here's a bottle of empty wines." He's like, "Oh, I'm actually on Gary's podcast tomorrow," and I was like, "What? Like that's <laughs> awesome!" And like so he came to the office. Yeah. And then he invited me out when I come back to California to Irvine, so I'm gonna meet him. So so. Um, oh, I was just telling you, yeah, the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, Jordan Belfort. I've been listening to his podcast. It's it's honestly really entertaining. It's super entertaining, and it's like, it's almost like a rated R like entrepreneurial (laughs) podcast. Like it's it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. There has to be another one. Um, you said like what was the question again? It's just like the content that you're consuming at the moment with like the certain people that influence you or on social media or podcasts or really anything that it doesn't even have to be business related. Just like any on like a daily basis for who's like, for me, like it's Gary V, Graham Stephan, like, and I, I like Graham Stephan. I just recently discovered him. Yeah. I also recently discovered him and he's one of the, like him and Gary are like the two G's top. That's like the top of my list. Like after I have those two people on, like I've succeeded as a podcaster. I'm not going to, awesome, I'm not going to stop. But, like, those are, like, my two. And, like, for the people that, like, know me really well, those are, like, the two people that are, like, on the pedestal for, like, changing the way I view mm-hmm. different things. Yeah. I mean, it's either I am listening to that. And I've, like, also – I feel like I've gotten to a point where, like, it's been hard for me to listen to audiobooks. Um, I used to listen to, like, an audiobook, like, once a month, like, for sure, like, at least. Mm-hmm. Only because, like, Audible I'm, – like, I'm, like, subscribed to, like, Audible, and they send, like like, a credit every month. But, like, since I've been here, I feel like I've just been so focused on, like, the one thing, which was, like, social media. Yeah. I feel like I can't really listen to, like, anything else. So, like, right now I'm listening to Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, I actually just bought that book. It's You've, you've heard of it? I just bought it, but I, I haven't read it The yet. physical book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I can't do physical book. I already – I I'll, can't do I was just going to ask you because I actually have the same problem. I haven't read – like I haven't finished an actual book since like fifth grade. And the problem with that is that, and this is what I was talking about in another podcast, the school system gives you such a negative connotation to books because you're just reading stuff that's so boring. And then this is why people spark notes books and then they, and then they hate reading. So every time they want to pick up a book, it's like, Oh wait, I don't like reading. I have the same thing. I have an English class. Give me three fat books about like Shakespeare and stuff. Like, oh, I don't want to read that. And then that's spark notes. And then when it comes to an actual book, it's like, I don't want to like an uh, entrepreneurship book. It's like, wait, like, I don't want to read it. Cause like just the thought of like reading just, your association with it. Is yeah. All that, that's the problem. And yeah. then even like the skills, cause like my reading level is terrible because I haven't actually read a book in a while. So even like the stamina, when I actually do want to read and like, I'll read something and I'll forget. I'll be like, wait, what did I just read? And just yeah. kind of skim over. So that's like a problem that I know I'm not definitely not the only one that has it's just the school system yeah. and how they portray reading. For sure. I actually, uh, so I'll be listening to seven habits of highly effective people. And 
I'll like listen to it and I'll be like picking it up. And then all of a sudden it'll say something that sparks my imagination or like sparks like, Oh, like that's a good idea. I start thinking about my future. And then I, I, this whole like 30 minutes just passed and I've been thinking about my future this whole time. And like what he said about that one point, but the whole time the book doesn't stop. You're like, let, let me know when you're done thinking about what you're thinking about. It just keeps going. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh crap. Like how long have I been listening to this, but not actually comprehending any of it. So, um, and then like I watch YouTube. I don't watch any um, Netflix, any Hulu. I don't watch any TV. Uh, last, I do like NBA a lot. The basketball, yeah. basketball. Um, I watched like one game last season, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm hoping to go in person to one. Um, but yeah, YouTube. I, I like like PewDiePie recently because he yeah. just hit 100 mil yeah his content's been so good lately dude like he just got married like his, his oh, yeah, content's yeah. been getting on uh, trending mm-hmm. which is really um rare for him because like youtube just like doesn't like treat him well in that yeah. sense of like he, he'll get he'll get uh trending on gaming and stuff mm-hmm. but and then another person i listen to you know who h3h3 is h3h3 no they're like big YouTubers and now they're like huge podcasters. Um, yeah. I mean, I really, I really have gotten to a point where I, I limit what content I consume mm-hmm. just for the sake of like, there's one direction I'm going. Right. And for me, it's up <laughs> and you know, there might be someone pulling you this way and there might be someone pulling you that way. And really like I had like golden object syndrome. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Shiny shiny object syndrome yeah and like i'd be on instagram and be like hey guys i just made blah 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 money doing this business model boom sign me up buy my course buy my course <laughs> or like sign up for your email we got a webinar buy my course and i'd be like yeah, 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 yeah. You got a free cheat sheet or- yeah a free pdf whatever I-, I was like yes like free are you serious i just was like naive yeah. and just had that shiny object syndrome and so to avoid that i just don't listen to everyone i'd listen to the people that you know, but, but then I guess the new people, I just, I give them chances. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, if they say something yeah. that I like about, if they resonate with what I believe in, mm-hmm. then I'll listen to them. I'll follow them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just kind of want to wrap this up and to give people like a final thought, a final piece of advice, an actionable tip. If someone listened to this podcast and they've been through some of the struggles, I know you said your parent, your dad wasn't as supportive and he wasn't really easily impressed. And so if people have gone through any of the situations that you have or want to do or some of the things you've been able to do, work at places like this, what would be like the one practical tip that they can, you know, leave this podcast right now and just go do right away? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is like, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. And do your actions reflect how bad you want it? Because you could want it. You could want a Lamborghini. You could want a million dollars. You could want all that. But like, you have the opportunity for your actions to reflect that. Mm-hmm. You have your opportunity to be on Instagram every day and see where you could potentially add value, right? Um, so essentially, I would say try multiple things and try it for the right purpose. But that's the thing, like no one, like I didn't really have the right purpose in the beginning, like the right emotives. It was just money mm-hmm. and I wanted to be rich. Mm-hmm. And um, I just discovered that like it, just didn't work. So I just say, try multiple things. Um, when you find something you're good at, when you find something that you like, that you love, um, reach out to people that you aspire to work with or that you are, uh, that you, that gives you inspiration. And from there, it's kind of a numbers game. 
but it's also um it's like it's like when i reached out when i when i dm'd empathy like the co-owner it wasn't like all right like let's give this guy a try it's more like oh dang yes we do need social media right now and yeah. this guy's qualified and he's he looks like a cool dude my my instagram if you look on it i don't look like some weird dude i look like a you know a decent guy and most of if, if you see too most of my pictures are like reflecting social media like you know, I have photos of some friends, but like that guy's actually one of my clients or like a photo of me, Lonzo in the bar, but uh, social media yeah. internship. So like you now have the opportunity that social media could be your virtual business card. Mm. And yeah, like reaching out on social media is very efficient. And that's literally, we also have like our customer service person for empathy. Mm. Our co-owner DM'd her on Instagram because he found her on LinkedIn. She had all the right things on LinkedIn we found her on Instagram and then he DM'd her and saying, Hey, like you're the perfect fit for like what we're looking for right now. So it's reaching out to like, to do, to do free work, I guess, mm -hmm. but also finding the white space in someone's business model mm -hmm. and providing actual value to fill that gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely something that's overlooked people. Like you said, chasing the money, chasing the yeah. Lambos and whatever. And yeah. that's something that, I think that I've done very well in the sense that it used to be like that for me, but with the podcast, I don't, yeah. I don't really make anything. So that's how I, I know I'm in it for the long term. Yeah. I honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I personally do, but like there are people out there who are chasing money and have money, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean they're happy. Yeah. You never know. Like only they know. Mm -hmm. And that was just the wrong choice for me. You know, it could be the right choice. No, I think it's the wrong choice for everyone, <laughs> but that's just like what, what I think and what I believe. Yeah other people but, have but yeah there's there's other you know motives but like i guess i wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the first motive which was money mm -hmm. right if i never wanted to make a lot of money like initially if i never wanted that to be rich i never I never wanted i would have that was like the first step that that i took to like get me to not like this business model, to not like that business model, mm -hmm. to not like that business model. And I just was checking everything down yeah. the line. So that didn't work, that didn't work, didn't that didn't work. Like, though, through those trial and errors. Yeah, and you just learn and adapt as you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely extremely important. Um, and Josh, that was an insane episode. Definitely packed a lot of value for people. I know that I should have taken notes. I'm gonna listen <laughs> to this over. I'm gonna write a lot of things down and, and implement, especially that, that tweet deck thing. I haven't heard of it, but it's Do you use Twitter? Yeah, yeah, I use it, but not in that way. Not as a, as a. There's even more, dude. There's, there's. More. Yeah, there man. I, I bet this is only. I don't even know how long this was, but there's definitely a lot more that needs to be said. Yeah. Um. So just like a, a final thing, where can people find out more about you? Just plug your socials and and yeah. Yeah. So my name is Josh Ordonez, and my Instagram is at Josh Ordonez. That is J O S H O R D O N E Z. Um. Can you? You could change Twitter handles, right? Yeah. Oh no, it's it's taken already. I already tried. But my Twitter handle is at brb Josh. Mm -hmm. um, I have LinkedIn. I haven't touched it in like yeah. over a year, That's which is a mistake, mind. right? Mm -hmm. There's like so much organic reach on LinkedIn yeah. too. Um, but yeah, Instagram for now. That's the best place. Send me a DM if you found my Instagram through his podcast. Would love to talk to you. If you have any questions, would love to help out. Anything social media related or like anything. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, take care and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.